Welcome to episode two of the end of the day podcast, why beating yourself up is not serving you. Hi everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Carrie. I'm so happy you're here. I was going to call this episode, stop being so hard on yourself, but I'm learning that some people actually have a hard time with this phrase. It's fascinating to me how the same words and phrases can evoke such different emotions and responses in different people. If we see an Instagram post about learning to stop being so hard on ourselves, it may resonate with people who interpret this to mean we need to show ourselves more kindness and compassion. But those same words may be interpreted by others to mean lessening the intensity towards their goals, which may actually feel intolerable to them. You may hear these people say they fear if they're not hard on themselves, they're not pushing themselves enough, or worse, they're coddling themselves. And so they have a kind of resistance to any sentiment that suggests they need to lighten up in their quest for achievement. If anything, this is a prime example of how words are just words until they're processed by our individual brains and meaning is applied. Those interpretations then become our thoughts and when we think the same thought over and over, they become our beliefs. Same words, different brains, different meanings, different beliefs. So when I say our thoughts are not facts, they're just interpretations we've chosen to adopt, this is an example of what I mean. For the purpose of today's podcast, though, let's just ditch the wording and reframe the concept in a way that makes it less subjective and more objective. Let's look at it from an analytical angle instead. So what I'm talking about is the never-ending stream of negative self-talk that goes on in our heads. It's the constant critiquing of our actions and decisions. It's replaying things we should have done or could have done differently or better over and over. It's even self-editing our thoughts about our thoughts in real time until we become so gun-shy we don't trust ourselves. Unlike coaches who watch game film to look for ways their players can improve, beating ourselves up is looking for ways to punish ourselves through exaggerated doses of guilt, shame, and self-blame. Just think about the words beating yourself up. It involves hurting yourself over and over when you're already down. How can we have our own backs when we're the ones inflicting most of our pain? Why do we do this to ourselves? To understand this better, we need to understand the biology behind our actions. The first thing to know is that our inner critic is actually trying to help us. So despite evolution, our brains are still programmed for survival, similar to our ancestors in the hunter and gatherer days, This means our brains are hardwired to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy because those were the traits that were necessary for survival in the primitive days. Fortunately for us, we no longer have to battle saber-toothed tigers or uh, any other ancient predators for our survival, but our brains are still wired to constantly scan our environment for danger. They're unable to differentiate between the body's physiological response to, let's say, a charging bear, or maybe when you're super stressed because you have a report due for work and you haven't finished it yet. So how does that fit in with beating ourselves up? Let's say you're in sales and you have a quota you need to meet every month. And you know in order to hit the goal, you should be making a certain number of sales calls every day. And every day you start with the best of intentions, but your fear of putting yourself out there over and over means you end up making only a fraction of the calls you know you need to make each day. 
After about a week, your numbers are way off, just like last month, and you start to beat yourself up with thoughts like, why can't you just plow through the daily sales calls like your colleagues? Or maybe you're just not cut out for sales. Or why can't you just put your fear aside and just do what you need to do? And on and on and on. What's so fascinating is that the fear of putting yourself out there is a primal fear. Our brains are hardwired as humans to seek social acceptance, to fear rejection. In the days of our ancestors, if we weren't accepted by our tribe, then we were ostracized, which likely meant death. So when fear stops us from putting ourselves out there, it's rooted in a primal instinct to protect ourselves from rejection and to stay alive. Now, intellectually, we know we won't die if we face a hundred rejections a day. But if fear is involved, our brains may not know this, and so often, the pain we experience in life is when there's resistance between our primitive brain and our prefrontal cortex, the area of our brain which is responsible for decision-making and logical reasoning. We also know, intellectually, that beating ourselves up doesn't help us, but yet we do it all the time. It's like we think it might spur us into action like a movie where someone is berated horribly and then they push back furiously and suddenly you see a montage where they just start kicking ass, right? And the message is, oh, well, you needed that one really hard push to make you stand up and say, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to show you what I'm made of. But that's not what happens most of the time. Most of the time when we berate ourselves for every little thing, we get gun shy. We're afraid to make mistakes. We're afraid to make decisions. We're afraid to get out there and try again. We're afraid to fail because we don't want to appear weak. And since avoiding pain is part of the brain's motivational triad, it makes sense that we'd avoid activities that, bring a, that would bring about pain, even emotional pain caused by our own incessant self-flagellation. But here's the thing. Beating ourselves up almost never works. And on the rare occasion it does, it's not sustainable or an emotionally healthy way to reach our goals, right? Hear me out. I have a sales quota. To meet the sales quota, I need to make a certain number of sales calls each day. I fear rejection, so my daily sales calls are minimal at best. And by the end of the week, my numbers are way off track and I don't have any sales yet. Now, let's do our usual beating ourselves up, okay? So we'll say, why can't you just plow through the daily sales calls like your colleagues? Then we'll also throw on Maybe you're not cut out for sales. And then we'll add, why can't you just put your fear aside and just do what you need to do for good measure? The question is, how does it make us feel when we say all those things to ourselves? Crappy, like we suck, hopeless, dejected, unmotivated because what's the point, no energy, etc. And when we feel like that, and you can think back to a personal moment if you need to, when you feel those kinds of emotions, what kind of actions are you going to take from that energy? Are you going to hop on the phone or in the car to make a ton of sales calls? If yes, kudos. But luckily, it's going to be no. You're likely going to keep beating yourself up because you know you're not going to make the sales calls you need to. So if you at least berate yourself, it feels useful, like you're doing something that might get you to do the thing you need to be doing. Am I close? So from strictly a data perspective, Beating yourself up incessantly equals minimal to no sales. And now you require daily pep talks to try to motivate you back into action. Let's go ahead and shift things up a little bit. Okay, let's start over. 
I have a sales quota. To meet the sales quota, I need to make a certain number of sales calls each day. I fear rejection, so my daily sales calls are um, minimal at best at the end of the week. My numbers are way off track and I don't have any sales yet. Okay, so to start, let's reframe the feeling of rejection. We fear it because we're making it mean something personal about us if they say no. What if we don't make it personal and we take all the emotion out of the no? So if they say no, we don't use widgets and no, we don't have any use for your widgets. You can literally say, okay, let's move on to the next one. And instead of focusing on negative questions or statements that would make us feel like crap and have us looking for more evidence of what a crappy person we are, what if we instead focused on questions that might actually serve us? Like, my only goal for the day is to make 100 sales calls. Or, how can I improve my skills on my sales calls so I'm more confident when I speak to prospects? Or, somebody needs exactly what I'm selling and my job is to keep moving through the sales calls until I find them. Do you see the difference? If we can't see that we're crushing our souls when we constantly beat ourselves up, then let's look at it from a strictly analytical standpoint. It rarely gets the results we want, right? I chose this as my first true podcast topic because it's so important. I talk to so many people who readily admit they're so hard on themselves, they're their own worst critics, that they've done it for so long it feels uncomfortable to try something less severe. I know, I'm right there with you guys. But if we've done it for so long and it hasn't worked, maybe it's time we try something else, yeah? Maybe. Okay, well that's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, at the end of the day, we have one life. How are we going to live it? How do we want to show up? Think about it. And let's get to work. Take care.